Welcome, welcome to another episode. Gas Network presents Sports for the Culture. I'm here with the family. Price XXV, double I. Rome. Dimelo. Ruff Lion. T-Buggy, man. This is the greatest sports show on the planet. La Familia. Hope y'all ready for a ride. Can't wait to hear what you guys got to say. Yes, sir. It's 1030. That means it's time for Gas Presents Sports for the Culture. I'm here with the gang. You know what time it is. Ayo, let me introduce myself first. I'm Scruff Lion. I'm the host for this evening. We got a good, good little lineup, nice smorgasbord of good activity and good wholesome, good sports conversations. So go ahead. I'm going to introduce the gang. Top right, introduce yourself. At Bryce XXV double I, aka Mr. Big Leaguer, aka my mama's favorite gas panelist, aka I still hate fantasy basketball. I'm tired of checking this shit, man. <laughs> Let's get it. You Let's right, it. you right, you right, you right. One thing I'll say about fantasy basketball though, checking is half the battle. I will tell you about a battle that I just won with G, who is in the bottom right. Go tell them about the fantasy basketball L that you received this week, brother. I know nothing of what you speak of. I did not check, so I guess you won half that battle. <laughs> but if you guys are tuning in, it's because y'all did something good on Sunday, and your old lady or your man ain't messing with you, and letting you get the night off for tonight to watch it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's real. Uh, last but not least, bottom left. Hey, man, you already know. It's your boy, Young Rome 22 on all socials. Uh, I heard it's giveaway season, man. I'm pretty sure we're doing a giveaway out here. Go ahead and start following us on the IG. Maybe it'll get you a gas bundle. That's right. That's right. That's right. So we are doing a giveaway. Just in case y'all tuning in from YouTube. If you're, if you're not following us on the Instagram, we're doing an Instagram giveaway. That Every 100th follower gets a free gas bundle. That's a hat. That's a mask. That is... Uh, a t-shirt and a wristband jammy so you know pretty much fully loaded um but just like this tonight's episode it is a fully loaded bundle packed exciting episode of gas present sports for the culture but we're gonna dive in yeah what's goody you're here for it you're here for it i'll, I'll feel it all right so we're gonna get into the nba man so it's, it's it's hot it's hot time in the nba teams are starting to get into the swing of things and now we've got a nice little workable amount of games to work with enough that we can start speculating about who's the best team in the west all right now right now as it stands the utah jazz are the number one team in the western conference yeah g is looking fresh first day of school fresh from my boy g g look like it's picture day (laughs) hey you're looking good you're looking good man looking good looking good man we appreciate that but yeah we talk, we we talking about the NBA. We talking about the Western Conference right now. Right now, the Utah Jazz are the number one team in the Western Conference. The number the number one question I have for y'all fellas is: Are the Jazz the best team in the West? Raldo, why don't you lead us off, pretty boy? Uh, by record, <laughs> yes, they're the best team in the West. But in reality, no, they're not. A healthy Lakers team. The Jazz ain't got nine on them. There's still a bunch of young pups down there. And I can't see him being the Lakers in the best of seven. Mm, okay, okay, okay. So, I mean, it didn't – I'm not talking about who's going to be the best team in the West in, you know, April. But, you know, that's, that's a fair answer. That's a respectable answer. Uh, Ron, what do you think, man? 
I was actually having this conversation the other day, man, with a, with a couple of homies, man. So it, it's all fun and games in the West, but what happens when Braun puts his foot down? You know, like the Jazz look good right now, but what really happens when LeBron puts his foot down? So, I mean, if you're asking right now, are the Jazz the best team? Nah, I'd probably still say no. But when Braun puts his foot down, it's definitely going to be a no. So it's a fun question now, but come playoff time, it's going to be clear cut to Lakers. Bryce, tell me that the Jazz are the best team in the West. Otherwise, I'm about to get angry. <laughs> the Jazz are the best team in the West. I mean, I, I agree with I, I agree with what Gerardo was saying. A, a healthy Lakers team is better than the Jazz, but the, the Lakers are far from being healthy right now. Anthony Davis is out for the foreseeable future. So at the end of the day, we got to give it to the Jazz right now. I mean, what are they like? They, they, they're, they're going. They're on a crazy streak right now. I think they've won like 19 of their last 20 games. They got five. They got six guys that are scoring in double figures. Four of those guys are scoring in the teens. It's real team basketball. We finally bringing back team basketball. I remember when I was growing up. You know, I was a young pup watching the NBA. It was a team called the Detroit Pistons. They didn't have any of the biggest superstars of the team on their team, but they had Rip Hamilton, Chauncey Billups, Rasheed Wallace, Ben Wallace, and Tayshawn Prince. And together, they made a hell of a team. That's what I'm seeing from the Jazz right now. The sum of their parts makes their whole large. It's not about one guy doing the most. You know, you got the defensive anchor, Rudy Gobert. You got your go-to scorer and Donovan Mitchell. You got your hot box, get hot in a quick second, and, and Boyar Bogdanovich. You got your steady guy, veteran, and Mike Conley. I mean, they've got a lot of pieces to the puzzle that make a good team. We'll see how long it can be sustained. But in the regular season, they're one of those teams that are definitely going to make noise. Playoffs, you have to be seen. Yeah, I mean, we we gonna see what happens in the playoffs, but I, I think uh, I think I think you, you you make some good points, Bryce, especially with the depth of the team. Uh, a couple names you didn't mention, man. I'm surprised you didn't mention guys like Joe Ingles, man, are extremely underrated, bro. Um, get big time buckets, and then you got Jordan Clarkson, who's actually currently leading all uh, bench players in uh, six man production. So he's the leading scorer off the bench this season for all teams. Pretty solid piece to have. Uh, they actually just played the Sixers last night. Uh, lost some money on that game. I thought Embiid was going to play, but that's a whole other conversation. Now, Ben Simmons, they had 46 points. That's not on the slate, but does anyone feel care to comment, comment, comment on that? Or, or I thought it was 42, but I guess you gave him an extra four points. Four points? <laughs> <laughs> I remember it being 42, but, I mean, I guess if he turned it into 46, uh, you know, maybe He's I'm wrong. He's running up. He's running I, up. Yeah, well, I'm going to double-check it, though. <laughs> I might have double check it. <laughs> hey, it was it was real it was real it was real late last night. Real late last night. <laughs> nah, but the Jazz, man, I think the Jazz have a real team, man. I think, man, call me crazy, man. But I said this a few months ago. Donovan Mitchell, I say out of anybody that plays in the game right now, I say Donovan Mitchell reminds me, he's the closest thing to Michael Jordan that we have in this game. Now I know that sounds crazy, but let me preface this by saying I'm talking about 84 through 89 MJ. Young MJ. You feel me? He got that kind of game, man. And you know, MJ was losing big losing big games. He wasn't making no noise. He wasn't able to get past the big dogs. And that's kind of been the situation that's been going on with Donovan Mitchell. Now, what I see this season with Donovan Mitchell is he's elevated the level of his team. That's what he hasn't really done yet. You're talking about 19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said it. 19 and 1 in the last 20 games. That's dominance. That's dominance, my friend. When somebody challenges you like Shaq, one of the OGs in the game, and you come in and you respond, you don't you don't got nothing to say to him. Oh, yeah, you want to talk to Tuck Mess on the TV? Okay, I got nothing to say to you except with my game. 
Let the game do the talking, young fella. Donovan Mitchell, he's like I said, he's a superstar. So I think the Jazz are the best team in the West. I think y'all sleeping, uh, but they are the best team in the West. I don't think they are the best team in the league, but you know. Hey man, hey, man. You, you going? You you? I think yeah, you, you went, went off way the deep end. too far. Yeah, you went off the deep end with the Michael Jordan comparison, bro. I was, I was with you until then, bro. <laughs> of course. I, I live, I live on the deep end, man. I live on the deep end, man. Well, sometimes yeah. you drown, man. I, I feel what you're saying, though. I mean, I get what you're saying with the play, with the play style. Donovan Mitchell is an aggressive scoring type. You know, where I don't see Jordan, I think that the main difference between him and Jordan is just the ability to take over <laughs> the pace of a game, you know, the style of a game. Donovan Mitchell has an impact in the game with his scoring, but I don't know, man. That Jordan comparison, bro. Maybe hey, you would see hey, Jordan. Hey, <laughs> Maybe you hey. would see Jordan, bro. That's the most. Hey. You would see Jordan. Yeah, you, I lost my train of thought with that one, bro. That was, Jordan, that Jordan was wasn't Jordan. Yo, Jordan wasn't Jordan until he was Jordan. And if you ain't follow that, then you need to slow it down. That's all I'm saying. He wasn't Jordan until he was Jordan. That's all I'm saying. But anyway, yo, they got the best record in the West, so you're going to put some respect on their name either way. I mean, we're getting kind of deep into the season now. i say we're about a quarter of the way in. So, yeah, I'm not even going to talk about the Eastern Conference right now. That's that's kind of up for grabs. But what I want to talk about is MVP, man. We've had a lot of honorable performances in the league so far. If y'all been keeping up with the uh, good-ass top plays of the week, you know what I mean? Steph Curry's a regular on there. Dame Lillard's a regular on there. We got a lot of dudes putting up crazy numbers. So, as we are a quarter away in the season, who's your MVP? Bryce, I'm going to start with you. Oh, man. For me right now, I, I don't know. I know that the MVP is typically the best player on the best team. And that's just how they've done it for some time now, right? I think uh, – I think – Russell Westbrook stopped that streak for a second with his triple-double MVP. But if I had to give it up right now, man, I got to give it to the guy that I feel like is playing on the highest level. For me, that's Nikola Jokic. Jokic is averaging, what, 26 points, 11 rebounds, and nearly nine assists. I mean, the dude is doing everything on the offensive end. I do understand that, you know, he's not he's not the best defender in the world. But offensively, he's definitely carrying a lot of weight for the Nuggets right now. Dude's balling out of control. I just looked up a few minutes ago. It was the first quarter. Uh, he had 15 points, you know, perfect from the field in the first. It's just like he's just putting up ridiculous numbers daily. And uh, for me right yeah, for me right now, it's, it's Nikola Jokic. Now, Nuggets got to win. He really wants to be in that conversation. But uh, this, 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 this far into the season, I'm not going to just give it to the team with the best record because, you know, record just – it's still early to me. It's still early to me. So right now I'm going with Nikola Jokic. Mm-hmm. You know, Bryce, for somebody that says you don't like fantasy basketball, your pick and MVP looks a lot like a fantasy basketball choice. I just don't see it, bro. Uh, I can't give an MVP to a guy that doesn't play a lick of defense, man. I just can't. Um, DJ K Show, man, my guy had a good suggestion. Joel Embiid, number one team in the East, dominant defensive player. Does Joel Embiid get some MVP love for y'all? Anybody? Uh, it doesn't matter, but, bro, who do you got for your MVP? He's That's my rough, man. You you teed me up, bro. I was actually I was actually gonna say you gonna you're gonna like my pick for this one, man. I, I I honestly wanted to go with LeBron, but I feel like that's a little bit of a lazy take because you know, you know how it is. But uh if if I'm if I'm being honest, man, Joel Embiid has been impressive all season, man, and not even <clears throat> just defense. He's been he's been hella problematic on offense, man. He's been balling. I think this has been some of the best basketball that I've seen from him. Uh I don't know how long he's gonna keep it up, but if he keeps it up, man, I think 
he's going to be a shoe in for MVP for the very reasons you said, man. He plays defense on top of everything. So I couldn't give it to somebody who doesn't play defense. And I can't pronounce my man's name, so I'm not even going to try. <laughs> good move, good move. But, yeah, nah, you got you to play it on both ends. Uh, one name that was getting a lot of preseason love, Kadir jumped in. Luka Doncic, Luka. man, kind of falling off the MVP radar. Does Luka Doncic get any love on this list, for, or is he is he off the radar now? Off my radar. It's like to what Bryce said. It normally goes to the best team, and Dallas has been playing terrible since the beginning due to COVID issues. But even still, like we thought they would be a little bit better coming yeah. from the bubble. Now, uh, G, you met. You mentioned Steph Curry over AI last week, G, um, which, mind you, the rest of y'all disrespectful. But, uh, G, what about Steph Curry? Ooh. It's a, it goes back to the same thing with Luka. They just have been playing – the teams have been playing terrible. I get it. They're taking a bigger workload. Well, Steph, last month he was averaging over 35 points a game. For, like, the whole month of January, I believe. He's been outrageous from the three-point line, but that's something normal. But I'm going to take the lazy take on this one. When Rose said, I'm going to go with LeBron James. LeBron's averaging over 28 <laughs> points a game, has over nine assists, and, a, and I believe it's either seven or eight rebounds a game. Like, that's what he's been averaging. And for his age, it's still amazing. And I, this is why I can't pick Embiid because Embiid is taking days off. LeBron James has yet to take days off. He's been consistently in there, night in and night out. And now that AD is not going to be playing for the foreseeable future, are we going to see MVP LeBron James step back in? I think this is like Miami Heat, LeBron James we're about to see, but with the Lakers. Like he's going to have to step it up that much. I like that. I like that. Miami Heat, LeBron James. We like that. We like that a lot. Hey, I'd I love to see him. He's punching the air right now. I know T's just punching the air. Like, <laughs> how dare you talk about King James like that? <laughs> punching the air. Good old, good old, good old T at home punching the air, man. Yo, I like that. I like that. One thing that's notable, I know, I know, I know, I know y'all, y'all said Steph Curry don't got enough dubs, but Steph Curry does have more uh he actually has better numbers right now than he had the season that he won the MVP unanimously. It is worth mentioning. And since nobody mentioned him, I'm gonna keep going with my campaign for baby MJ. The Jazz is the number one team in the in the West. I think uh Donovan Mitchell deserves some conversation in the MVP, especially if they continue with going. One thing to keep a lookout for. Anthony Davis is going to be out for the next two, two, three, maybe four weeks. The Jazz are 19-1 in the last 20 games. This run could keep on going, and they could keep running it up for a long time. Home field advantage, home court advantage could be theirs heading into the playoffs. But we shall see. We shall see. Um, today has actually been a very, very spicy uh, news day. Uh, a lot of interesting things have been happening today. Uh, one of the biggest things that happened today was uh, – yeah, I'm, I'm full of them today. I'm Hot full of them. Lion. This is this is a big cup of Donovan Mitchell Kool Aid. Served it hey. up, mixed it up, mixed it up myself. Somebody needs <laughs> to check that cup. Yeah, is that, is that FDA approved. <laughs> hey, the FDA, the FCC, and the IRS never been my never been good friends of mine. But anyway. Back to the hot takes that's been going on. Real stuff, man. It's been some real interesting uh, conversations, man. I think the biggest uh, soundbite of the day has to go to Draymond Green. Uh, Draymond Green has some comments post-game, uh, and he has some real real things to say. Let me run the tape for everybody back home so they can, they can be caught up. To watch Andre Drummond before the game uh, 
sit on the sideline, then go to the back, and then come out in street clothes because a team is going to trade him is bullshit. Because when James Harden asked for a trade and essentially dogged it, I don't think there was no surprise or no, you know, there's no one's going to fight back that James was dogging it his last days in Houston. But he was castrated for one to go to a different team and everybody destroyed that man. And yet a team can come out and say, oh, we want to trade a guy. And then that guy is to go sit. And if he doesn't stay professional, then he's a cancer and he's not good in someone's locker room and he's the issue. And we've seen situations of Harrison Barnes getting pulled off the bench. You know, DeMarcus Cousins finding out that he's traded in an interview after the All-Star game. And we continue to let this happen, but I got fined for stating my opinion of what I thought should happen with another player. But teams can come out and continue to say, oh, we're trading guys, we're not playing you. And yet we're to stay professional. At some point, as players, we need to be treated with the same respect and have the same rights that the team can have. Because as a player, you're the worst person in the world when you want a different situation. But a, but a team can say they're trading you and that man is to stay in shape. He is to stay professional. And if not, his career is on the line. At some point, this league has to protect the players from embarrassment like that. You know, we talk all of this stuff about you can't do this. You can't say that publicly. If you say that publicly, you're fine. Anthony Davis got fined, I think, $100,000 or something like that for demanding a trade publicly. But you can say Andre Drummond's getting traded publicly and we're looking to trade him publicly and he's to stay professional and just deal with it. But then when Kyrie Irving say, oh, my mental health is off, everybody go crazy about that too. Do you not think that affects someone mentally? As Real stuff, man, real stuff. I mean, does he have a point? I mean, essentially what he's saying is it's a double standard in the league. Bryce, I'll let you I'll let you jump in first. Oh, he, he definitely has a point. I mean, that's not even yeah, he, he has more than a point. I mean, I think he's I think Draymond's spot on. You guys know I've been a champion for the uh power to the players movement, as I call it. And I and I feel like it's just it's gonna be happening in every sport. I mean, the roles are reversing. The guys with the power, the guys that actually are the reason we're watching are, are are getting the power they deserve. And I think we've seen it, you know, start to happen in the NBA first. It's starting to happen in football a little bit more. And I think as guys start to realize how much power they can really wield over these owners if they band together and if they so choose to, I think we'll, we'll, we'll see a lot more things like this. We'll see a lot more guys speaking up. And not only that, we'll see a lot more, a lot less repercussions for guys speaking up. See, there was a time where speaking up, could kind of get you, you know, blackballed or kind of get you under the radar, kind of get you stigmatized, right? But nowadays, I mean, more and more people are starting to understand uh, what it is. And I think it's becoming more and more acceptable for uh, the players themselves to speak out on issues. And as that continues to happen, man, we'll get to a day where it's like the players are, are running the league, literally. And uh, I, I look forward to it. Like I said, man, power to the players. I'm, I'm 100% with it. Yeah, I think he was pretty spot on. Rome, what do you think? I agree with Draymond to an extent. Um, I mean, so he made a, he made a ton of good points. One of the points that stuck out to me was the point he made about James Harden. 
Uh, and everybody could tell that James Harden was mailing it in. We, we talked about it on the show, you know what I mean? And I think <clears throat> one point that he mentioned is is professionalism. And that, that was where I say I agree to an extent because I agree that, you know, it's not fair when teams are saying they're going to trade a player and the player has, is in the dark about it and then he's expected to do this and the third, like he's not going to have any type of feelings about it. So I think, you know, teams, before they put it out in the open that they're going to trade a player, they owe that player the respect to say, hey, this is what we've been talking about. This is what could happen. Uh, and with that said, it is I, I think the players should still be professional. You know what I mean? You're, you're being upheld to a standard that you still need to up, uphold regardless of your situation. And I get it if you don't want to do interviews or you don't want to be seen publicly. That's your personal right. You, don't, you shouldn't have to be put on a podium to speak on it. But as far as any time that you're in public, you should handle it in a professional manner with, with class and grace. But everything else that Draymond said was was pretty much spot on. And I, I'm pretty sure that's what he was alluding to anyway. So I find zero fault in anything that he said. And uh, I hope more players do speak out. One, one thing that uh, Bryce even alluded to is the punishment for players speaking out. That's one thing that's got to go. That's kind of ridiculous to even – I remember when he got fined for, for even saying that. So, I mean, that's, that's something that's definitely got to stop. And uh, I think players speaking out will definitely help on, on things like that. I mean – I don't know, man. Uh, I, I, what you just said just kind of clearly. I mean, it's 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 so it's such a double standard. Um, like the way you outlined it, it's just it's it's there's no it's no way around it. Because I mean, yeah, a player is expected to 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 maintain professionalism. Yeah, and you should. But at the same time, like teams just really be dogging players, like really do. And like it ain't it, it's it's all cute when you play the video uh, tribute when dudes come back and whatnot. But um, and then the worst part about it is, and this is for everybody at home, the fans, y'all victimize these players more than anybody, and then vilify them for for their decisions, for their life decisions, as if they're not people that have a right to choose where they want to uh partake their career, man. You feel me? Like it's crazy to me. Uh, I said the same thing with the James Harden thing, and he did get ostracized for it, and he he's still getting a little bit of bad bad pub for it, if you ask me. Um, now. I don't know. It's the clearest double standard I've ever seen. I've seen dudes well, get shipped around. It's crazy. It's a right and wrong way to go about it. I wouldn't say that the way James Harden handled it was the best way, but he does have mm-hmm. the right to 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 move on from Houston. Like, that's not debatable. The the way you handle it is debatable. I think it has yeah. everything to do with leverage, though. You know, we talk about anything. We I'll, have. Leverage. I'll say this. I'll say this. James Harden mm-hmm. players have leverage. A lot of players like James Harden might not mail it in and go about it the way they go about it if the teams weren't being assholes in the first place. So I, I think the team's got to start the professionals, and that, that's where it should come from. If you're talking about trading a guy, you're having a conversation, taking phone calls, you owe that man the respect to say, I'm having conversations and taking the phone calls. Yeah, no, that's nice. Right, right. I, think, I think another side to it is, you know, the fact that, you always you always got these players being vilified, you know what I mean? Whether if it's like by the team itself or if it's by the media, it's like if a player decides to do something to, to kind of, you know, wanna opt out or do not or do not want to play for a team to try to force their way out of a city. I mean, they're always so vilified by the media and by the team, but I kind of gotta blame the fans for that just a little bit. Cause as fans, like we we're never really pointing the finger at the team. Nobody's ever like blaming the team for these things. Everyone's always pointing at the player first. I think as fans, we got we to change that a little bit. Uh, I mean, I think I think it's happening, though. I think the shift is happening. But I see it far too often, man. We vilify these players, uh, you know, for, for wanting to move on, for wanting to make life choices. And I think us Am as fans... Am I the only one that disagrees then? 
Go ahead. Speak on it. I, I disagree. I think he's crying over spilled milk, in my opinion. You think about it, right? He's complaining about him getting fined. Is that not a part of the collective bargain agreement to not interfere when it comes to you talk? So what are you crying about? You already knew the rules, first of all. And second of all, you're talking about so this, did uh did Andre Drummond come out and complain about him being benched and sit down during the press? No, right? So don't you think he already talked to teams about that prior to it? He's like, I, I get it. Like, I'm not going to be long. And haven't we heard about reports a long time ago that he wanted to have a buyout? And then he's going to compare his – about DeAndre uh, – not about James Harden's situation. Like, James Harden was giving everything in Houston. And then when he seen that that shit blew up and nothing was going good for him, he wants to jump out. Like, come on now. Like, you – like, what he's really crying about? Draymond Green is crying about spilled milk. Like, and what you said, Rome, is like all of that are part of the collective bond agreement to have in, to have these kind of interviews. Like, they could they could actually put them in the next bargain, the next agreement, the bargain agreement. But as I have interviews after trade, you know, let's be told this and that. And then we got to remember these are teams. Like, these guys get paid millions of dollars to go there and ball out to give us a to give us the best of all so we could go out there and cheer for them. It's just vice versa. Once they, they're not giving them all, so we don't give those players none of our attention as well. So my man is really crying about spilled milk. Like, what is he really crying about? Because teams are teams are going to be teams. Like, this is never going to change, where teams are never going to tell you where you're going in and out. Because, you know, you teams are trying to keep secrets so they can get the better deal. Like, what team is going to expose? Look at what happened to... To the Bucks, I believe they wanted the player during the uh, I can't remember the player that Giannis wanted, and then he switched out and out that went to another team. Like this is why they have these rules and these regulations. Like no one could lose to nothing. Because what the, fear, the league feared is that day that LeBron James teamed up with Miami, and the team does not want none of this to happen again. So like Draymond Green is crying about spill milk. Come on now. Yeah, exactly what T said. He mad about KD bouncing. Like, what is you? Come on now, Duke. Gee, I can't believe you decided the collective bargaining agreement in, in, in the conversation in the conversation against me. That's ridiculous. Yo, I mean, it's real easy to say he's crying over spilled milk when spilling is, milk. Man. Yeah, it's easy. It's easy for you to say maybe spilled milk. You just go clean that shit up, man. When when Draymond Green spills milk, it costs a hundred k per word. Man, you know it's like it's like Hov said in, the, in, in that in that new Bro, song, man. To these you can't you can't you can't say what's real nowadays, man. People can people get censored, people getting people getting uh fined out. You know, hundred k real quick. You you think he's not getting fined for that? Come on, man, it's crazy, crazy. Come on, I mean he's not. Players are making over their power. They got power. They're going to take advantage of it, whatever way they can. Yeah, I mean you got to be professional though. The whatever way you can is definitely where I draw the line. You got to stay professional. You got you got fans that, that invest money into you. The fans are the reason that you're making all these millions of dollars. So honestly, like if they decide to stop supporting you, I mean, that's, that's I mean, you got to have their support to get the money. Like, that's what it is. I agree. They should be professional because that's in the best interest of their brand moving forward. Un being unprofessional is bad for your brand, period, bro. So so <laughs> do you think do you think James Harden hurt or helped his brand leaving Houston? James Harden. James oh. Harden's James Harden's play plays for speaks for itself. It, it I hurt think, his brand. I think he hurt his brand and he helped himself. But more power. Whatever. To I don't it doesn't matter what your brand is when you put up that kind of that kind of those kind of numbers every night. You're gonna find a job. You know what I'm saying? 
He's all right. He's gonna be all right. He ain't, he ain't hurt. Trust me. This winning like, this. like we're crying he'll, over he'll, James Harden. He's winning. Like if he's this now. Happens, see, he's now. Like, come on now. How about like for eight for like eight cousins? Like cousin was a team that teams would trade him because he was a toxic to the locker room. And this has been proven. Like the man couldn't stay there. Like he finally partnered up with his old college boy in Houston and was looking good. But prior to that, like yo, teams were like quick to let him go. They're like, all right. Like he isn't that guy. Like I can see if it's like a all star player that you're crying this about. But we talking about bench players. Bench players. Come on now. Come on, players. If players if players want more leverage, then they need to get more involved in their contract talks. Man. Don't let your agent handle it and then be surprised when you can't do this or you gotta do that. Like get more involved in what's going on with your contract if you really want to leverage. Then maybe you don't have to gain weight like like James Harden did. <laughs> nah, James, James Harden finessed him. James Harden definitely finessed him. <laughs> y'all work for the union or something, man? Y'all the feds, man? What's, what's going on, man? What's wrong with y'all, man? These guys are crying about spill milk, man. Come on now. Hey, man, come on. They're going to talk and train us. They're talking behind our backs. Like, come on. Like, look what he's saying. Like, what man is really talking about? Our teams are talking behind their backs and it's upset about it. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, I mean, in that context, in that context, I feel you, G. But you know, when you think about it, like if it was you at your job and they were just talking about trading you to Milwaukee, you know, yeah, we about to send G to Milwaukee next week. You wouldn't be happy. happy, But but if I knew what I signed up for, because I I put in the non-trade clause, like you know what's gonna happen. That's why you have players to throw that in. Like you can't trade me, like. Like you're not going to trade because you want to trade me. Like You're not going to do that. That's why you throw that in there. And, that, and that's why I said you got to be at the negotiation table. I know where they can trade me. They can't trade me more than 25 miles. I ain't going to Milwaukee. I already know my contract. <laughs> I, I encourage everybody at their place of employment, know, know the rules. Know the rules. Yeah, it is. Man, what does life. that mean, though? That don't mean nothing. <laughs> because you, you're, what are people, people that go read their contract, what are you going to do? Oh, I don't like this in the contract. I'm not signing it. Okay, bye. But yeah, I mean, I, I, feel your like, employment. I feel like, well, like you said, like when you're James Harden, you can you can negotiate your contract a little better than me or G. Yeah. The actual way that the NBA has been for a hundred a hundred years now, like it's been a certain way. The teams are the teams. They can trade you. They sign free agents. They you know, this is what happens. And now it's like guys are like, hey, I don't like this trading stuff no more. You know, it's like, I don't know, man. We kind of losing like the whole the whole. The whole sports, like the 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 rubric, the blueprint. Yeah, what what blueprint is that? You know, cats getting drafted and picked and and selected to their owners or masters. You know, I'm just saying. What what what, what mean, blueprint is yeah, that? Yeah, man. But I mean, <laughs> man, that's, that's not like that, bro. That's a reach. Yeah. Like that's a <laughs> reach. Like are we trying to keep, are we comparing the the system of uh, of of sports and drafting players to slavery now? Oh, Bruh. I don't know. I wouldn't compare the, the, pro sports to it, but the, Man, damn. The, the the league the league we're about to talk about next. I don't know. Yeah, let's get into it, man. Because you talk about some modern day slavery. A lot of people would point directly to the NCAA. Hey, I love college sports, football, basketball. I love it all, man. But I mean, hey, the only reason they're playing right now is for strictly for money. I mean, come on, <laughs> they risking they risking they student. They're risking young people's lives with this pandemic, and they still got people out here. 
out here balling, man. It's, it's crazy. But let's get into it, man. Biggest surprises, uh, biggest shocks in the top 25 in men's basketball, man. Hey, they still they still throwing the tournament. They still, so we're gonna have 64 teams, you know, in very close contact with each other. They don't care about the pandemic. But let's get into it, G man. What are some of your biggest surprises from this year's uh college basketball landscape? Uh, biggest surprise is that Gonzaga is like 20 and 0 in the whole month of January. They were whooping teams by over 30 <laughs> points. They were averaging almost 30 points a win margin on teams. I was like, God damn. And my biggest that's just my, my biggest my biggest surprise. And then my biggest disappointment is gonna be not one North Carolina big team is gonna make it to the playoffs this year. Not Duke, not the Tar Heels. Oof. Kind of like, what's going on down there? It's crazy, bro. It's crazy. Hey, that boy Jalen Suggs, man, the Gonzaga. That boy is the truth, man. He he's he looks like he's top three at least right now in my eyes when we're talking about NBA draft. Uh, but yeah, man, Duke's not making it. Who would ever thought? Who would ever thought we, we would see the day when neither Duke or UNC was making the tourney? I think Duke still got an outside shot. They would have to go on a crazy run to end the season. But uphill battle for sure. Uh, Scruff Lion, man, I know you big in the into college basketball, man. Let's hear you. Let's hear your biggest surprise thus far. Man, um, I say my biggest surprise. I'm surprised about two things. Uh, I'd say the first of all, I'm, I'm gonna keep it on the positive light before I speak bad about somebody. Um, so I'm most surprised by by by. Um, <laughs> he said, "James, nobody, everybody named." That's pretty much true, actually. <laughs> but nah, nah. My, my, my biggest surprise, yo. Uh, they just actually, I think they bumped them out the top twenty-five. But Rutgers, man, Rutgers top twenty-five team. Uh, they're they're a certified uh, tournament team this year. Uh, I like what the coach is doing. I like. I like. It's going to continue on the conversation of what we're going to talk about in a minute. But I like when teams. I think the landscape of college basketball is changing, uh, and it goes hand in hand with the, the surprising disappointments for me as well, because. A team like Rutgers has a bunch of guys that were a little bit slept on, unheralded. Guys like Ron Harper Jr. weren't exactly the most heralded recruits, but he's a second-generation player from a dude that played in the pros and played with Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? He, he, he knows something about the game. You feel me? So dude slept on him, and you bring together a nice little team, and you get them, and you get them, and you build them, and you age them, and you grow a real team. Crazy concept, right? Especially in the age of one and dones. And I think what you're seeing now is the game is starting to adjust itself, right? It's almost like the stock market. It always corrects itself eventually. These one-and-dones jumping around, these programs are building around these one-and-dones, and now they're feeling the wrath because these one-and-dones are coming in, and now you got a whole bunch of dudes that played good, yeah, but now they don't have no chemistry together. Teams that actually had time to build and grow are actually the really good teams. You mentioned Gonzaga. <laughs> Great team, man. Great team, great program. Guys are in there year in, year out. They're building a real program. Dudes are in there year in and year out. They're not literally out one year and in the next. It doesn't work like that in the pros. You can't stay, keep it that way for that long. The fact that Kentucky's been able to do it for so long is incredible. But eventually, the water, you know, the talent's a little bit watered down as well this year because now players have more options. We've got three players that are projected in my top 10 in the NBA draft. They didn't even go to college. They went to the G League. So I think things are evening out. I, I'm surprised not to see Kentucky or Duke in there, but I think that's the fall, the flaw and the correcting of the one and done recruiting. 
I think real teams are going to take advantage this season, and that's what we're going to see in the tournament. A real team is going to win the tournament that actually gelled together for four years. Crazy concept, right? Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, and, and I think that you know we every 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 couple of years in the tournament, man, you get one of those teams that you get a Florida Gulf Coast, right? Or a random like I don't know, you you got or Davidson or right? You just get a random team from name this Valley State, you know what I mean? Where it's like all of a sudden they're making a crazy run in the tournament. And it's because of what you just spoke on, Scrubs, because of the cohesiveness. You got guys that have played together usually for three or four years. They know each other. And they all mesh on the court, and they end up taking down some of the big powerhouses. <laughs> Loyola and Chicago, exactly, man. We get this every single year, so definitely expecting that this year. Maybe this will be the year where one of those teams not only makes a run, but actually wins a title. I would love to see the Cinderella story win the title. Uh, Rome, man, moving it to you, man. Biggest surprises or disappointments this year in college hoops? Well, first, man, I got to I gotta give it up to Scruff, man. I, you, you got me hyped for the tournament, man. I, I can't wait now the way you just broke that down. Uh, but – let me get to my biggest surprise, my biggest disappointment, because it's kind of one and the same, and it's, it's, it's Duke, man. My biggest surprise is that they're not in the top 25, and that's also my biggest disappointment. Um, I mean, we're going to get into it here a little bit more on, um, you know, Jalen Johnson, Johnson opting out and all that, but it, it's kind of mind-boggling, man, and it's the world that we're living in, the COVID world, the pandemic world, where it's like Duke's not going to be in the tournament. Like, I, 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 does that even sound right, saying it out loud? Like, but it's, it's, it's where we're at, man. So that's by far my biggest surprise and disappointment in college hoops. But the Cinderella story is, is always a great story. I remember the year that Mason was making some noise. Uh, George Mason, um, I'm, I'm from the area. So that, that definitely had me hyped at the time. And I'd love to see another another Cinderella story, especially after what Scruff said, man. That, that definitely got me hyped. The, the team aspect of it um, and the way that the, the, the draft has been going for the NBA and stuff, really letting people gel in college is, is definitely changing the way that the college game has been. And in my opinion, it makes it a lot more enjoyable. Nah, it's a fact, man. Is it just me or those Cinderella teams always built the same? They've always got the point guard who's way too short to be in college basketball. They've always got the big man who's a little a little extra big, a little short, but a little overweight. And they've always got like one random just lights out shooter, man. I swear those Cinderella teams, bro, they all they all built the same, man. They all built the same. But let's keep it moving. Rome mentioned Jalen Johnson. Uh, coming coming from Duke, man. Uh, he's just opted out. So the question the question for you guys is: uh, Is Jalen Johnson opting out, man? What do you? How do you guys view his draft stock because of that? How do you guys view his commitment to the team? What do you guys think about a player that's gone this far in the season now decides to opt out when seems you know a few things weren't going his way? He had got injured, about coming back from that injury, seems like he kind of fell out, uh, you know, in the rotation a little bit. His minutes were dwindling. How do you how do you guys feel, Scruff? I'm gonna start with you, man. What would you what do you think about the Jalen Johnson news? I think the same way that J, J, Draymond Green feels about the other situation. <laughs> it's the same thing. It was a business decision, guys. Player made a decision, a business decision. It was probably the best decision for him at that time. People aren't gonna like it. I know. I know everybody at home is saying, "Oh, college basketball, it's all about the pride and the glory." I know y'all hurting. I know y'all hurt. I know y'all hurt. <laughs> I know everybody at home, all y'all Duke fans with your Christian Layton and jerseys, I know y'all hurt. I know y'all hurting. I know y'all hurting. But at the same time, it's the same, it's the same, it's the same premise. It's the same thing. You gotta protect your assets. You gotta protect yourself. You have to make a smart decision. You have to use your leverage. Hey, Jalen Johnson, what has he got to lose? 
a lot. <laughs> he could get hurt. He could blow his ACL. He could blow the rest of the season. And well, for what? For a non-tournament chance with Duke? Oh, the prestige, the predator, uh, it's Duke. So what? When you turn yourself into a one-and-done hot spot, you're going to get hunted. You're going to, you, you know what I mean? It's like wham, bam, goodbye. Peace. You know, what, what, you got no dignity in your program no more, bro. Like Coach K, bro, you slipping, bro. Stop recruiting one and duns. Go start recruiting dudes like Greg Paulus again. You know what I'm saying? You need more guys like that. You know what I'm saying? No disrespect to the one and duns, but, yo, he made a business decision, and I respect it. You know, a lot of people aren't going to like it. A lot of people are going to be mad about it. But, yo, when a team decides that they're going to protect their assets, hey, oh, it's business, it's business. You signed a contract. Yeah, well, ha. Joke's on you this time, NCAA and Duke. So, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Yeah, nah, and I, and you know what, Scroff? I, I I tend to agree with you, man. I mean, you got to protect the bag, and not only that, I almost feel like if you're advising a young kid, you know, if he should go to college, what route he should take, and he really has a chance to make the NBA, I feel like college just isn't it anymore. There's so many other options you can go, and not only are we talking about a, a system that's going to restrict you because the college play style is totally different than what you're going to do in the NBA. I mean, if you go to one of these pro leagues or even the, or, or the D league, you're getting a way more similar style to what's going on in the NBA. So, Scrub, I think you make a great point. Uh, Rome, coming to you, man. What do you think about the Jalen Johnson situation? Hey, man, I think it's I, – I love it. I, it's good for him. I think it's a little bit different than the NBA situation because he's not under a contract. They're not giving him no money. Um, I'm pretty sure when he agreed to go to Duke that he thought he was going to be playing in the tournament. <clears throat> and like we just said, they're not going to be playing in the tournament. So, this isn't what he signed up for. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't see any problem with him, you know, backing out of this. Uh, like, like Scruff said, he's only risking injury at this point. There's no, there's no glory in this. He's, he's going to be what he's going to be. And uh, he's not going to benefit anything from playing this. So I, I think more power to him for opting out. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. But and also on the flip side though, man, I got to wonder, like, does it say anything about a guy who does the opposite? Does it say anything about a guy who doesn't want to opt out? a guy who wants to play through the adversity. You know what I mean? Especially when you're thinking about scouting. I mean, I think of a guy like Jalen Waddle uh, from Alabama, man. He played in the national championship game. He's limping all over the field, but he's giving it everything he's got for his last college football game. And this guy's possible top 10 pick, laying it all out on the line, man. Does it say anything about a prospect either way? Like, can I say, oh, maybe this guy's not dedicated to the team? Or can I say, this guy is totally dedicated to the team? Or is it just, it just doesn't, is it just not matter at all, Rome? That goes by individual. So, you know, maybe maybe that's that's the type of personality you are. That's just who you are. You know, what I mean, you you wanted to be out there. You wanted to give it all for your team. I can't knock a guy for saying I'm gonna I'm gonna protect myself. It, it, it's not that he doesn't want to be out there for the team, but like 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 we were saying, like what is the team really getting? What is what is anyone benefiting from that? Oh, we we won a game. You know, what I'm saying that that was insignificant. In the, in the grand scheme of things. Like, no one's going to go back to that game 10 years from now and be like, oh, you know, great job for, for doing whatever you did in that meaningless game. It's going to be insignificant. So I can't knock somebody for not wanting to, quote, unquote, give their all for a meaningless meaningless game. No, no doubt. No, no, no doubt. No doubt. I, I, I agree. I definitely agree with that, man. Crazy the way – I don't know how the NCAA has been getting away with what they've been getting away with all these years. Uh, Hirono, and, and, what, oh, oh, my bad. Go ahead, Ron. Well, one, one other point that you just brought up was, um, you know, if, if you have the time to go to the NBA, why even go to college? And, and that struck a chord with me. Like, if is there any rules? Like, if you go to the NBA, can you not take online courses or something? Can you still, you know what I mean, get your education and go straight to the NBA? Because if that's the case, 
the NCAA is hustling people, and it's it's been passed time for that to stop. Um, I would encourage anyone who has talent to go to the NBA, go straight to the NBA, go to the G League. Like, like why are we doing NCAA basketball? Man, I think hustling is the key <laughs> word, bro. I don't know how they've been getting away with it, but they smooth at what they do. Gerardo, what do you think about the Jalen Johnson situation, bro? See, I'm always down to stick it into the double NCAA. I have no problem with sticking it into them. The players do what they do. But this goes to show you now, we live in a new day and era where, like, these guys have more outlets. They got the G League, which the NBA is giving them a decent contract. And on top of that, it's paying for kids to go to school. It's paying for the education. And they could do the whole, well, the ball did. Went to the Euro League, went to some overseas leagues and got, and got into it with the pros. You know, got some pro aspects out there. Like, if, if you're going to be a kid to go to college now, right? If you're going to be a one and done, do the G League, do the overseas thing. But if you're going to be a kid that, yo, you're not that good to be a one and done, so you got to stay for at least three years, go to college route. Get your education because you never know. You might be a good standout and get drafted. You could be a Jimmy Butler going into the league. You know, you could be those kinds of players that, they're not looking at you at the first round, but you could get selected in the second round because what you did in your college aspect of career, career-wise. So, yeah, go to college if you're going to be there longer than just one or two years. If you're going to be like a one-and-done or two years tops, go overseas or join the G League because you're going to make money. And if you do get hurt, there's always some kind of insurance you signed up for to give you some money on top of that. One semester of college and some parties seems like fun, though. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, nah, man, the, the six four guy walking down Duke. Nah, you play for Duke ball. Hey, <laughs> could nah, be fun, but not the college right. experience, man. Is definitely is definitely something that you know that I, I feel like people deserve. But at the same time, hey, <laughs> if you're all about balling and that's what your mindset is, I just don't I don't see the college route as being the best thing for you at this point. You know, I mean. I don't know. Like, like, like you mentioned, G. Lamelo Ball. You look at his route. I mean, you got like Shrub said, he's got three guys in his top ten in the D League right now. It's not going to hurt your prospects, and honestly, it's going to prepare you even better, in my opinion. How many times have we seen guys that are balling out in college? They get to the league and they're just nothing. And mainly, that's because the 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 style of play is so much different. And I think that's a part of the reason why it's so hard to kind of project these players sometimes. Because you just don't know when it comes to these college systems. Uh, yeah, but okay. hold on. I got a question then. So how long did uh, Donald Mitchell play ball for college? Donald Mitchell was a one and done. Well, Donald Mitchell was a one and done? And Louisville, so yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it all depends, though, because not everybody's going to be a one and done kind of player. Some players nah, that's going to stay for four years, so. Mm-hmm. Look at the guy Fred Van Vliet from Toronto, man. Like, I, I remember watching him play in the tournament. And uh, I would have never thought that of all the players on that team, it was him. You had Ron Baker. You had, uh, like, Clay Anthony Early, man. You had a couple other guys, too, on that team. Like, all these guys who were, you know, NBA prospects. And I would have never thought that Fred Van Vliet would maybe have been the one that would have been, the, you know, the best out of the bunch. But it goes to show you, you put in that time, man, you get that experience, high-level basketball, high-level situations, high-level moments being in the tournament four years, three, four years in a row. And yeah, so I, I think the college the college uh, basketball game can still produce good pros, but like like Rome said, if you're one of those top top guys, you know, it's almost no reason. It's almost no reason to to do the college route. Yeah, right about that. All right, well, let's keep it pushing, man. Uh, we just hit NCAA. Let's move on 
to the NFL, man. We haven't been in the, into the NFL much recently, but uh, you know, let, let's dive back in with the Super Bowl over. There's still a couple things we got to talk about. Uh, first, JJ Watt, JJ Watt being uh, amicably released from the Houston Texans. It seems like they kind of met up and they spoke it out, and he, you know, he decided that he wanted to be released. Chances are he was going to get cut anyway because of the cap casualty. But it uh, looks like a lot of teams already, you know, vying for J.J. Watt's talent. You, you see the Cleveland Browns shooting their shot. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins asked him to come back and join him at the Cardinals. What do you guys think about the J.J. Watt news? I mean, just another marquee player leaving the Texans. Uh, we can just add another great name to the list. I'm going to start with you, Rome. I know you I know you probably got some, some feelings about the Texans, their whole situation, man. Sound off on it. Hey, yeah, man. So my first thought, when when the Texans uh, cut Watt was we're trading Montez Sweat to Houston and Deshaun Watson is coming to D.C. That was, that was my very first thought. And I still think there's a strong chance that that could happen, man. Um, the, J.J. Watt, the J.J. Watt getting cut, man, that, that's, a, that's a big thing here in D.C. If you're, if you're keeping eyes on the Deshaun Watson movement. But um, <clears throat> I'm glad they came to it amicably. Uh, at, at least the Texans did something classy for once. <laughs> they let one of their, their players go in, in the right way. Like you said, he was probably going to get cut anyway just because of the cap hit, the age. Uh, and it, it was, it's time for J.J. to move on. Hopefully he lands with a team that has a shot at a title. Wouldn't be mad at seeing him uh, pair up with Miles Garrett. The Browns could be very dangerous <clears throat> and make a run. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm, I, like, I like his little his little video on Twitter to the, to the fans in, Texan, in, in Texas. Uh, J.J. was a great player down there, so I'm sure any Houston fans are probably hurting. But. It is what it is. You got to move on. Hey, bro, that's facts, bro. Watt and Miles Garrett would be something serious. I also wouldn't mind seeing the Watt brothers on the same side of a D-line over in Pittsburgh. Get all the Watt boys on one team. That would be wild for the Watt family. Gerardo, man, what you what you think about J.J. Watt, bro? I have him going to the Rams, man. I think the Rams is the best position there. Him and Aaron Donald together. That D-line will be scary. He keeps 99. And then Jay, oh, I think that you give it up to whoever wants it. There you go, rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Or you flip the coin, whoever wants it. And then you talking about Jalen Ramsey in the back. Like, come on, man. That defense is going to be legit. It'll be scary. I think that would be a great duel. And yeah, man, this is the best thing the Texans did all year. Shit. At least they're getting so, somewhat decent, somewhat of a good karma just for doing that. If they got any karma left. Yeah, man, they got any karma left. It's definitely down to its lowest levels, bro. I think they they gonna squeeze all the juice out of that karma lemon. Scruff, man, thoughts on JJ Watt? Let's hear him. Uh, my biggest thoughts are uh, my thoughts and prayers go to Deshaun Watson because I know he probably sitting there. He probably sitting there like, "Ain't this like, come on, man? Like y'all didn't got rid of the best player on the squad besides me." Y'all just let him out so easily, and I'm over here begging for my life, trying to get some freedom out here, and y'all can't let him free. Uh, but yeah, nah, it's 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 a uh, it's a cool it's, it's 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 a good move for the league because he's gonna end up on a on a contender most likely, and he's the type of guy that can really tip the uh, tip the edge for a contender. I'd hate to see him with the Rams. I don't want to see that at all. I don't want to see him with the Chiefs or anything like that. I think that'd be corny, and I, I certainly don't want to see him with. Uh, yeah, with the Browns, I don't want to see that either. I'd like to see him with his brother uh, in Pittsburgh. Uh, I like the uh, the Watt brothers. Uh, seem to be a real Pittsburgh kind of guy. I can see it. Like I just, I see it. 
You know, it seems like some something that I can see happening. So I'm all in on the Watt brothers in uh, Pittsburgh. I love the family stories and sports. Give me something. Give me something to root for, man. I'll actually root. I'll actually root for that. But I'm not rooting for JJ Watt or any of the other teams, man. That's ridiculous. I think I'm with you, man. The White Bros in Pittsburgh. I, I I would love to see that, especially with the way that TJ Watt's balling, the way that JJ Watt was balling. I mean, JJ was balling just in what 2018, 2019. He was going crazy. He's only a couple years removed from having crazy seasons. Them two on the same field would definitely be a cool thing to see, man. The, the brothers Watt taking it over. So uh, keeping it pushing, man. You mentioned them, Scruff. Deshaun Watson, DJK, you on it, man. Free Deshaun, man. Let's talk about this Deshaun Watson talk. It seems like the Texans, they, they've been holding strong, man. I, I I thought it might happen soon, but it seems like if it does ever happen, it's not going to happen for a while. But let's get into the Deshaun Watson conversations. Where do we think will he'll land? Uh, where are some good landing spots? Rome mentioned it, man. You know, the Washington football team, I would love that. But uh, let's let's get into some other realistic options. Rome, what you think, man? Uh, where do you think of Deshaun will land? I think that's a very realistic option. I think they could they could possibly put that together, but uh, I mean it's, it's hard to say because there's going to be a lot of teams that are in it, and there's another piece to this whole whole thing that we're going to mention too is in Carson Wentz, where he goes could actually make a huge difference as well. I mean it, it's hard to say because the asking price is going to be so high that I kind of want to say that he doesn't even leave, which is which would be crazy at this point. But wh- whoever gets them is going to be giving up a lot of draft picks. And a premium player. So I mean, if you, if you had to tell, if you if you're asking me, I'm saying Washington. I'm saying that Ron, the, the GM. We just we just got a new GM. Someone's gonna pull something out of a hat, and Deshaun's gonna end up in DC. If you ask me, where my money's at? Bro, man, stop doing, stop playing with me, bro. I don't <laughs> think it's happening, man. But you got me getting my hopes up, man. That's where if, if Washington lands Deshaun Watson, I will be a very happy man. Uh, I saw a situation that made a lot of sense, and I hate the fact to say it made sense. I saw a swap straight up uh, with some draft picks coming from uh, from Dallas, but a package Dak Prescott for Deshaun Watson. Obviously, Dak Prescott's going through contract negotiations with the Cowboys. Doesn't seem to be working out too well. Deshaun Watson's situation doesn't seem to be working out too well. The contracts, you know, seemingly match up. That's a swap that I can see them uh, – I can kind of see happening. It seems like it kind of aligns a little bit. And if it did happen, I would be pissed. No, but, uh, we're, <laughs> we're not doing the Wendy's four for four. Nah, not doing <laughs> four, it. Yeah, that was here literally four <laughs> for four. That's pretty funny. Uh, Scruff, man, what do you think about Deshaun Watson? What's a good landing spot? Not named Eagles. <laughs> y'all sound like some Redskin fans, and that's the problem with y'all. Y'all real NFC East-centric. Like, get, get y'all mind out of the NFC East. Nobody wants to come here, bro. So let's let's get real. All right. So first of all, that's not happening. Uh, second, uh, logical landing spots for Deshaun Watson. I think it comes down to a few of the premier markets in the league. Because it's all about money, my friend. It's all about opportunity. And it's all about if you're a player, it's power to the players, right, Bryce? Yo, where do you want to <laughs> play? Where do you want to live, my, my guy? All right. Here's my three top destinations for Deshaun Watson based on franchise availability and based on just being really good places to live. Number one, the San Francisco 49ers. That's got to be the number one choice for any option because they have the best defense. They have a really good team around them, and they got to the Super Bowl with a subpar quarterback. So you put Deshaun Watson in there, 
I'm thinking Joe Montana, Steve Young, kind of, kind of, kind of legacy that you can be leaving behind in San Francisco. That's just one thought. Now, another good spot. You said Miami. There was a Miami player. I'm also following the clues, right? I saw I saw Deshaun Watson take a picture with some Miami Dolphins players. He took some recent visits to the Miami area. What's that about? I think he's prospecting and trying to see what life would be like in Miami. I lived in Miami for a year. It's a beautiful city. Personally, I love it. I'd go back any day. I'd, when I'm rich enough to own multiple properties, I'm going to own a place in, in Miami. I'm going to go pop off there when I need to. Hey, I need to get away. That's where I'm going to go. Peace. You know where to find me, man. I'm out here in South Beach in the backyard with the, with the uh, you know, with, with the hammock, Jay's roll. We're going to have a great time out there. Deshaun Watson, you're invited, bro. Um, Miami Dolphins, great choice. Um, number three, um, they could be end up being the number one <laughs> top choice. Yeah, yeah, he's just showing out, bro. He's just showing out. But, again, I'm watching the clues. I recently saw, saw Deshaun Watson – in North Jersey, that means he's potentially eyeing a entrance to a New York team. And no, it's not the Giants. It's the Jets, wide open. And it makes sense because Houston likes taking mid-grade players. So, yeah, go take Sam Darnold and a couple draft picks, and let's put Deshaun Watson in New York, where they've been missing a quarterback for as long as I can remember. He'd be the biggest star in the New York Jets market since Joe Namath, and that was within the first four or five years of the league. So, yeah, pretty epic. All those three landing spots would make me very happy, and they'd be good for the league as a whole. All those fan bases would also – that's game changers. So, yeah, those are my three top landing spots for Deshaun Watson. I like it. I like it, man. They all make sense. They all make sense, man. Deshaun Watson can't even travel right now because if he just goes anyway, he could have been at a at a family reunion, man. And it was oh man, Deshaun Watson, he, he's going there. <laughs> but uh, we're tracking that man's every movement right now. Gerardo, Deshaun Watson, man, what do you think? Give me your take, bro. Man, he ain't going nowhere, man. If you know about the <laughs> McNairs, man, he's the same owners that gave up the con, gave up the comment of during the meeting the. The prisoners can't run the facilities. I don't, you guys remember that not so long ago, man. And and it's sad to see, man. Like he signed that big contract, literally not too long ago, like last off season. I seen this all take down, and it goes to show, like, yo, don't sign something you don't want long term. Literally, that's what we're watching take place, and it's sad. And like he's gonna waste a year in Texas. I believe. He's not. He's gonna sit out this year. The Texans are gonna realize he's not playing, and then they're gonna trade him, and then they're gonna get shit for him. They're probably gonna get like at least two first pick, and maybe a marquee player. Maybe that's a lot. The the Panthers are talking about three first round picks and Christian McCaffrey. Like that's what the Panthers are trying to offer. Like Deshaun Watson, he he's not gonna go to San Fran, and that's because they're not gonna give up a premium player for it. But you guys he's ain't not trying to give up. He's not going to the Redskins because you guys aren't going to give up Chase Young. <laughs> oh, they'll give up Montez Sweat. They'll give up Montez Sweat, especially since they just bro, cut JJ. Who you rather have, Montez or Chase Young? I'd rather have Deshaun Watson in either one of them. Uh, you, you're, you, you see, look at Bryce is over here teetering like, damn, I don't know about Chase. Nah, I'm with I'm with Rome, man. That's and I love I love Chase Young. That's my guy, but. Deshaun Watson, franchise quarterback. 
I got to give him up. I got to give up Chase even for Deshaun. Man. I got to do it. Even Chase, bro. Wherever Deshaun goes, the, the, the it's going to be two to three draft picks and a premium player at least. Yeah, or he won't but, go anywhere. But we're talking about the McNairs, man. These guys said it themselves. Like, yo, yeah. they're not going to budge. They said it loud and clear. They're not budging. Their father, God rest his soul, because I don't want to speak about the dead. If, Chocolate City. They say, like, you know, we're not going to. We're not gonna let the inmates. He literally said that inmates run the facilities. I'm like, that's crazy enough. So he put himself in that predicament, and it's sad that we're gonna have to see this kid waste a year of his prime either on the bench or just paying fines or playing for a bad team. Just the way his character is, I don't think he'll sit out. But if he had to, like, he probably sit out for the last eight games. But I think he'll play for like the least the first eight games of the season next year. And, and to be day. and to be objective, the Bears the Bears should be mentioned in this too. They're in the quarterback hunt. Khalil Mack could be trade bait. I mean, we're talking about Deshaun Watson right here. So, and any anybody is tradable right now. I traded Khalil Mack for Deshaun Watson the heartbeat. Khalil Mack washed up. Hey, that's what I'm saying. Anybody is on the board. Oof. You so your hot takes are crazy, bro. Me? Khalil Mack washed. Bro, look at the stats. He ain't good. I had him in fantasy football. He ain't, he ain't good. He ain't good. He made him. He, he looked good. Like he looked. He looked. Like, he 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 washed up, bro. I don't know about wash. I don't know. He ain't what he used to be, bro. That's all I'm saying. I trade him. Stock stock is definitely trending down. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Speaking of stock trending down, let's go ahead and get into this Carson Wentz trade talk. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so. I'll jump right in, man. I think I think Carson lands with the Bears. I honestly do. Um, I know there's been a lot of talk about him wanting to go to the Colts, but <clears throat> I think the Bears is is a really good fit for him. I can already see him in the Chicago jersey, uh, but I'm 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 really interested to hear Scruff's take on this, man. I, I know you got a little bit of insight. Well, I mean, if y'all want to know what's really going down, I can tell y'all. Basically, it's down to three teams. Um, the Bears are one of the teams. The Bears were originally one of the one of the early uh, front runners in the deals, well, along with the Colts. It seemed to be a two man race between those two, and now they, they said that the Eagles were taking a little bit too long. They were getting tired of them. That's what happened as of Monday. So they were like, oh, "I think we're overvalued." Wentz is what they said, um, and they're they're about to go. I know that actually that was on Friday. They're looking to go after Gardner Minshew. They're threatening to go after Gardner Minshew. So so far they haven't done that yet. <laughs> So I guess the Eagles have some leverage. Wow, Wentz went from being wow. Garner Mitchell is like wow. I'm just saying. So that so they're saying that's the, so. But there's a third team now that's in the race that's making things interesting, uh, and that's the Denver Broncos. Now I think that's the best fit. So it's not the question is best landing spot, not where is he going to land. So I don't know where he's going to land. I'm not a psychic. Uh, not today anyway. Um, but the best landing spot is definitely the Broncos. And I'll tell you why. Uh, one, the Broncos have had a really good football team for a number of years now, but they've been a quarterback away for a while. Haven't had one for a long time. They've had really good skill position players, solid running back, good receivers, great receivers, if you ask me. Cortland Sutton, one of the best young receivers in the game. Jerry Judy, y'all know I like Jerry. Y'all know I like Jerry Judy. You know what I'm saying? I like what they got. They got good young receivers. You throw Carson Wentz in the mix with there, and they got a really good defense, and you got John Hel- Elway at the helm leading the organization. 
maybe you can get some glory over there. And um, I think that that's the right organization for him. Um, if he can reunite with the Colts and uh, his boy over there, I think that works too. But I would say if he lands with the Bears, then it is a – I already don't think it's, it's going to work out for him anyway. But I'd say if he goes with the Bears, I guarantee that Carson Wentz will never be good again. Guarantee it. <laughs> He's done if he goes to the Bears. He might as well be Nick Foles at that point. Yeah, we lost I mean, one. He's trying to I be. Think, He's trying to be Nick. So are you guys going to give up just as much as the Rams gave up? Because that contract is just terrible. That Carson Wentz contract is bad. So what are you guys giving up for that contract? Personally, I, I think if, if we can get a first-rounder, that would be great. Personally, I'd rather get a package of picks. I, I'd, say, I'd, say, I'd say give me – nah, you, you go, go read something, G. That's not what's going on. We're going to get picks back. We're going to get picks and a player back. We're expected to get at least – they, 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 want, they want two picks and a player, actually. It's going to be like the Deshaun Watson trade, but light, like lighter. It's going to be like the Matt Stafford the trade. Pick. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The Rams had to give up. The Rams gave up first pick for Matt Stafford. Like, right. who's Matt Stafford the, in here? Carson Wentz. Some, someone will give up a, a first-round pick for Carson. It'll probably be the Bears. That's crazy. That's desperate. Yeah. I, you, that's bro. what I'm saying. It'll probably be the Bears. I, I do think it'll be a desperate move. Um, but the Bears have been pushing hard to get Carson Wentz. Scruff's right. The Eagles have been dragging their feet on it. I think in part because they want to see how much Deshaun Watson goes for. If the Panthers give up Christian McCaffrey and three first-round picks, the Carson Wentz might be worth two first-round picks. I don't know. <laughs> like Teams are, are going to start giving up crazy things to get Deshaun Watson, and uh, the Eagles might want to drag their feet just to, just to raise the price for no reason. But the, Carson Wentz's contract isn't worth a first-round pick. The way his play is, isn't worth a first round pick. That's what I'm trying to wrap my head around. Like, how can a team give up a quarter? That's pick? that's the price of a quarterback. Kirk right. Cousins doesn't deserve half the dollars that he's gotten over the years. But that's somehow that's just how quarterbacks go for. Matthew Stafford, y'all heard me last week. Matthew Stafford ain't worth no damn first round pick. That was ridiculous. But they gave but it up. That's, that's how quarterbacks contract. go for. Because their golf contract. That's why the Rams gave up those first round picks. I mean, you think, that you think that you think that's why it's not it's not it's not spelled out in, in in black and white ink that that's the reason they gave out the picks. It could be speculated that they gave up picks because he's the better quarterback. That's all I'm saying. How much, we had a discussion where it wasn't that much of a better option. Like, it was you just, said that. I, I didn't say that. I said it was only Matt Stafford was significant. No. The tears like this much significance ain't that much. Two tiers is two first-round picks. Matt Stafford is that much better than Jared Goff, and um, you know, but I think, I think, I, I think, I think Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz is right up there in that tier. Carson Wentz and Jared Goff are the same player. And that, and that disrespectful to Jared Goff. I'm disrespectful for some reason. No, like, and Jared Goff couldn't even get himself a first-round pick. They had to give up first-round picks to get him out of there. Jared Goff never had a season as good as Carson Wentz's best season, my my, my friend. Yeah, one season. That's, but Jared Goff went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, well. And won multiple playoff games. Carson Wentz won the Super Bowl, too? Yeah, in the bench with a broken leg. Hey, whatever. He still went. 
Yeah, he did. He did. He did. That's crazy. I can't give him. I couldn't give up a first pick. And I even talk crazy about Carson Wentz. I know he's giving you nostalgia or whatever, but he's not worth the first round. He's not. Man, you want to hear Stafford, man? But that's just what they go for. You want to hear my real opinion? Carson Wentz ain't worth. Ain't worth. He ain't worth the, the the he ain't worth the stamp to send a freaking letter in the mail. But that's, <laughs> but that's just that's just my opinion, right? But, but that's what but I, I want. But 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 but, but, but you got to play the game, bro. You got to play the game. You got to sell something. You want to sell yeah. something? You gotta you gotta sell it. What am I gonna tell you? I'm gonna tell you the dude's trash. Nah, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you that we could get something off. I'm gonna compare him <laughs> to something that just got gone off. Rome said Rome said Matt Stafford was subpar quarterback or whatever, mid level, whatever. That's fine, even if that's the case. That's the caliber. That's the compensation. Then Carson Wentz is in that same uh, in that same tax bracket. So, give me my compensation, my friend. We try. Oh, Scruff ain't wrong. For two minutes, this is what I come back. This is what I come back to. <laughs> Scruff ain't yeah, wrong, man. God, my internet hey, goes bad on me for two minutes, and I hear Carson Wentz is worth first round picks, bro. G exactly. is spot on, bro. G hit is spot on. Carson Wentz is Jared Goff, and I, honestly, at this point, Jared Goff. I might view him as better than Carson Wentz, bro. Because Carson Wentz's fall off has been that bad, bro. It's been horrible. Like, are you kidding me? Any team that gives up a first-round pick for Carson Wentz has not watched football the last season or two, bro. Uh, they just haven't watched the tape. He's been awful, so wh- bro. Awful. Why are they giving up first-round picks for Matt Stafford? Have you have you not watched the last 10 years of football? Man, because when Matt, I would say you're right, though, not today, but when, Stafford, when Matt Stafford <laughs> throws the ball, he be zinging them things, bro. You can't, you can't, that's what you're paying for. You're paying for Carson, premium Carson Wentz is zinging them to the wrong people. He's zinging yes, them to he he's got the arm talent. Stafford throws picks right, just right. like that. Hey, look. Matt Stafford's way better than Carson Wentz, in my opinion. Way better. But, you know, if that's what the I, I, I can't say for, way better. Him, him, he they're all they're all right there around the 15th, 16th type of spot if you're making a list. But I mean, the fact is, mid-level quarterback play is worth a first round pick. That's just what it is. That's ludicrous. Oh my god. If any team does any DA does this and gives up a first round pick for Carson Wentz, you need a drug test for more than G, just weed and alcohol. Gee, you're sitting you here saying something. that is it's you're saying it's ludicrous to give up a first round pick for Carson Wentz. When your team drafted Daniel Jones in the first round, yeah, in the top right. ten, exactly. in the top ten, exactly. like if, if Daniel better. Jones is the top ten pick, Carson Wentz is worth a first round pick right now. So who do like, you right. draft in the same round? <laughs> who did you draft in the same round? That and that you're right. That, not, proves not, yeah, that proves the point. That, that proves my point. Like if, wow. if 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 we can draft Dwayne Haskins with the 15th pick, then Carson Wentz is worth a first round pick right now. Basically saying that they tossed him. They, they tossed him like he was a throwaway after the season was over. Like he was like a throwaway mask. They didn't, you know, like, whatever. Carson Winston because he's not worth it neither. That's the cost no, of quarterback just... in the league, homie. Hey, the cost of the quarterback. Hey, we got two of them. That's all I know. Leverage, man. Leverage, right? Leverage. I don't think hey, that's but leverage for you. We'll definitely keep watching these trade rumors, these trade talks. But let's get into the final segment, man. And it's one of my personal favorite segments. I've honestly been waiting for this segment for a few weeks now. And that's the what are you watching segment. Bryce popped back in just in time for it too, man. <clears throat> so I'm going to kick it to G to start off, man. G, what are you watching? Well, right now I'm watching well, – I've been watching Attack on Titans. It's my anime show. It's fucking lit. 
if you guys are catching up on Tack on Titans, they got it in Dove right now in Hulu, and they still they got it in Sub. And what else? I'm, um, uh, I just finished watching The Stand. All nine episodes are not available if you want. That's a dope show. It's, it's basically about how the world, uh, a tragic epidemic took over 7 billion of the population, and now the, the remaining group of the world is trying to figure it out. It's a pretty decent show. Sounds fire, sounds fire. All right, Scruff, go ahead, jump in, man. What are you watching? Well, I'll be honest with y'all, man. Uh, and I'm not trying to be a crybaby, man, but, you know, I've been working pretty hard lately, man. I've been working very hard, man. I've been working hard trying to put out quality gas content for y'all people, man. So I've actually been in my bag, like, super hard, and I haven't been watching anything. But I do have a list of things that I'm about to watch, all right? So, um, well, actually... I got two things. So this is what I'm about to watch. I haven't got a chance to watch it yet, but I'm all in on this Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, feeling the vibes. You feel me? I listened to uh, Hove and Nipsey Hussle on a track, on their soundtrack. That joint got me feeling nostalgic, got me feeling ready, got me feeling like Black Messiah myself. So I'm feeling pretty good about that joint. Um, I'm definitely going to watch that. That's going to be streaming on HBO Max platform for a couple weeks, I think. So I'm going to definitely catch that before they snatch it from me. Um, now I did attempt to watch something and it was so bad that I stopped watching it within 10 minutes. So this is actually what you should not watch. I don't normally speak bad about anything, but I'm going to tell you that do not watch. I think it's called Malcolm and Marie, Malcolm and Marie. Does that sound about right? Yeah. Don't watch that. Don't watch it. I promise you. And definitely don't watch it with your girl, bro. Definitely don't do that, bro. <laughs> Definitely don't do that. Because, yo, I believe in the law of attraction, man. I believe what you see is what you kind of experience. So don't fill your thoughts up with a whole bunch of ruckus. You feel me? That Malcolm Marie shit, bruh, that's literally like you want a how-to book on how to have a dysfunctional relationship and argue with your girl? Yo, that's a full blueprint, yo. Like, you got it. But why would you want that? Like, so, nah, don't do it. Don't spoil yourself. Don't don't ruin the night. You end up arguing with your girl just cause like it's a bad look. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. So I was gonna throw it to Bryce next, man, but that's hilarious. Cause my what are you watching? Actually, I wrote down Malcolm and Marie. Uh, my take on it was complete opposite of Scruff. I thought it was a <laughs> I thought it was a great movie. The acting was impeccable. <laughs> I I watched it with my wife. Like that shit was crazy. Oh, the funny thing was, we were arguing before we turned it on, and then it it, it just kind of worked out as like a, a argument watching the movie. So we watched them argue instead of us arguing, and then honestly, it, it helped the argument in a weird way. It was therapeutic, to be honest. But uh, I thought the movie was yeah, great, man. Saw I thought there was crazy people arguing. Zendaya, there's only two people in the whole movie, so that, that's a great acting job. I thought Zendaya was incredible. If you've ever been a fan of anything Zendaya's done. Uh, but that's not the only thing on my what are you watching list. So I, I just thought it was funny how how my man Scruff trashed it. But I, I I thought it was good. So check it out. Be your own judge. Um, but Scruff got some good advice. You might not want to watch it with your girl. It worked out for me. It might not work out for everybody else. I don't suggest that. <laughs> but Bryce, man, what are you watching? Oh man, it's, I finally found one, fellas. And it was a show that I used to watch maybe a year or so ago. Picked it back up, man. American Gods. American Gods is fire, man. Uh, if you guys haven't checked it out, it comes on Stars, 
And uh, it's about the the old gods battling with the new gods. And uh, Shadow Moon is the main character. He's kind of finding out about himself during the during the, the the progress of the show. Super dope, man. Super dope, man. They took out my favorite character in season three. I'm just finding out my guy, Mr. Nancy, played by Orlando Jones. So I'm a little I'm a little salty about that. But uh, nah, man. American Gods. I recommend for anybody that. Anybody that's into the, you know, shows that you kind of got to keep up with the small details, you know what I mean? Something that you might have to go back and refresh yourself with. Uh, it's definitely for you, man. Definitely a lot of a lot of parallels to a lot of religions. Man, I, it's a classic. It's a classic. Yeah, most definitely. I've heard a lot of good things about that show. Uh, but the last thing I wanted to throw out there for, for what are you watching, I got to... I got to... Mr. Mr. Nancy, Mr. Nancy, man. Let me be, let me be clear with my, my pronunciation. Mr. Nancy. <laughs> oh, that's too funny, man. No. I'm going to add that to my AKA at the beginning of the show. AKA. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Y'all oh, see man. next Friday? Y'all remember that scene from next Friday? It's Mr. Mr. Nasty Tom. <laughs> oh man! Oh, oh got a leopard print thong on nasty ass. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Nasty Tom. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Are we still live? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, we love, we love. Yeah, that was funny as heck, man. Yo, but yeah, some good stuff, man. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Whole bunch of stuff. So, like I said, don't watch Malcolm and Marie. Then maybe you get lucky. You have some Mister Nasty Thomas. You lucky. Don't don't get don't 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 do it. Don't do it to yourself, bro. But yo, any last words, fellas? It's not. <laughs> 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 it's it's been another great episode then man y'all know the time man it's been it's been lovely man thank y'all for joining in with us everybody came in came out came back again i appreciate y'all y'all tuning in with us come on man go ahead oh my bad i mean to steal your thunder yo i (laughs) oh well i just want to let the people know about the quick smoky weed for lit i know i know i know i ain't the most religious folks i'm about to smoke just want to let everybody know Power, uh, may the force be with you, bro. Power to you. I, I'm gonna keep you in my <laughs> prayers. Seriously. Hey, follow us on IG. Follow us. Get that gas bundle. You see, yeah, I don't follow. That's why I don't got the gas bundle yet. I'm trying to be the other person. Fuck out of here. You need, you need to enter the giveaway. <laughs> yo, yo, don't, don't, don't do no fugues, yo. Anybody out there trying, trying to cheat the system, man? Don't, don't be trying to do no fugues and stuff. Unfollow and then follow back. You feel me? I I don't know. We 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 ain't, we ain't about to do all that. But yeah, give us that follow. Every one hundred follower gets a uh gets a free gas bundle. So it's love. We already got one that gave away, and the week just started, bro. So we got to the end of the week. I have a feeling that we about to bust out a lot of bundles this week. But you know, we'll see. Um, but yo, it's been great. Yo, if y'all know uh where we at right now, we on YouTube. If you turn in from YouTube, subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. Come back. You even get notifications every time we go live. So that way you can just jump right on. Same thing on Twitter. If you want Twitter right now, hit that button that says live notifications because then every time you come on, it's boom. Gas is live. Boom. You don't even got to go look for us. We right there. All right, I'm saying? And then um, download the app. 
you know, Google Play Store, Apple App Store, whatever you need. We on every platform, homie. If you want to listen to us on the ride home, Spotify, Apple, whatever you do for your podcast, we're there. Um, and you know who we are. We're Sports for the Culture, so we're going to sign off the only way we know how. Sports for the Culture. Sports for the Culture. Yes, sir.